This is episode number 136, and today we are diving into baptism. And yes, that pun was absolutely intended. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher, and every day we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical Christian training. So if you listen to the podcast episode yesterday about helping someone become a disciple of Jesus, we kind of left on a little bit of a cliffhanger because we talked about uh, one of the key steps that someone has to go through in order to become a disciple and enter into the kingdom of God is that they have to be born again. And so, uh, in today's episode, we're going to dive into baptism in the New Testament and its role in helping someone enter the kingdom of God and be born again. So, to go all the way down into the Greek, the word that's translated into baptism is baptizo, and, or baptizo. Baptizo means to immerse or submerge. So, just to use it in a, in a sentence, like if your boat sank... Like it was on the water and then it was not, it was below the water and it was completely submerged. Then it was baptizoed, it was baptized. And so uh, being born again, like Jesus talks about in John 3, means that we die to our sins and are raised with Christ. That's what being born again means, right? That our old self has died and we were reborn with a new spiritual life, with a new heart in Christ. And it's during baptism that this takes place, that this shift, this transformation happens. And so, uh, Paul lays this out in Romans chapter 6, verse 3, where he says, uh, or don't you know that all of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And so here, Paul is drawing the parallel between Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection and our own spiritual death, burial, and resurrection. And that baptism is the place where those two things coincide and meet together. And the first century church, their teaching on baptism was that it was the point in time where your sins were forgiven, where you were born again. And in one of Paul's... uh, Paul talks about his conversion story twice after we first read about it early on in the book of Acts. And in one of those instances, he says this in Acts 22, verse 14. It says, Then he said, The God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear words from his mouth. So this is Ananias speaking to him as he comes to, uh, to tell him what God wants him to do. And it continues, and Ananias says, you will be his witness to all people of what you have seen and heard. And now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. And so just to catch you up on the story, Paul is going to Damascus, and on the road to Damascus, he gets a vision of Jesus. And he is confronted because he has been imprisoning and executing Christians up until this point. And so, after that point in time, Paul is blinded, and he's led to 
the city of Damascus, and he just waits for three days. And so by that point, you know, it's, it's safe to assume that he believed that Jesus was the son of God, that there was, there was no uh, question in his mind that he had seen the son of God and that it was just, he was just waiting to figure out if Jesus was going to strike him down or if God was going to show him grace. And so in his retelling of his own story, Paul acknowledges that it wasn't until he was baptized that his sins were quote unquote washed away. And so you might be thinking, well, Travis, if you're saying you have to be baptized in order to be born again, isn't that salvation by works? You're telling someone they have to do something in order to be saved. Not exactly. All right. So, so salvation by works, when we say that, or when you hear someone say that, what that means is that God is obliged to save you because you did something good, right? That you are essentially forcing God's hand. He is required to save you, to offer you salvation because of some good thing you did. And that's not what baptism is. Baptism is not a work. It is not something that you do that people would say, yeah, that's a good thing. It's not like contributing to charity or giving someone a ride to church, right? Those would be works. If you tallied up all of the times that you volunteered to help your neighbor mow the lawn and said, see God, see all these awesome things that I did. You have to save me now because I did these things. That would be salvation, acquiring salvation by works. But baptism is not that. That's not what baptism is. And I think a really uh, helpful passage is found in Colossians chapter 2, starting in verse 11. And Paul is going to uh, put baptism, I think, in a, in a good spot for us to be able to understand it. Paul teaches, In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised with Christ having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. So in this passage, Paul draws a parallel between the Jewish tradition of circumcision, which was the physical marker of someone who was a part of the nation of Israel. He relates that process of going from not a part of the people of God to you know, identified as set apart with the the people of God, right? That's the whole reason he gave circumcision to Abraham was to set apart set us apart his family compared to the other nations. That baptism does a similar thing. We through baptism were circumcised with Christ, but it wasn't the baptism itself. It wasn't the act of going underwater that did that. It was your faith in the working of God. It's your faith that God is going to give you a new life. So, so being baptized is not a work. It's an act of faith. It's a, res- it's a faith response that God will give you a new life using the same power that he used to raise Jesus from the dead. And so at no point do your deeds, do your works, ever enter into the salvation equation, so to speak. It is only after you are born again that your, your deeds, your works, your life become a testament to your new life in Christ, that after you've been transformed with this new, uh, this new life, you've been born again, you've been given the Holy Spirit, your life radically changes because now you've been set free from sin. You're free to live a godly life. And so that transformation 
And the good things that you do that accompany that become a testament to your new life in Christ. But it's not, it's not the other way around. Baptism is not a work that you do in order to force God to save you. Baptism is an act of faith, understanding that only God can raise you from the spiritual dead and that you need God to give you a new life and raise you from the dead just like he raised Jesus from the dead. And so the reason that I wanted to talk about this and really dive into what the New Testament teaches about baptism, uh, its role in being born again, and why it's a part of the disciple-making process, is that there are a lot of different opinions out there about what baptism is and what its proper application is. And so hopefully just going through and looking at these scriptures and understanding its role and what it means and why it's important for us to, to, to do it, to be baptized, hopefully this gave you some clarity so that as you go out and make disciples, you're able to, to preach the gospel confidently, knowing that you're helping people transform their lives and commit to following Jesus in the way that we see laid out in scripture. Well, that is it for today. Make sure to smash that subscribe button to get daily practical tips just like this one. Leave a review in Apple Podcasts for your chance to get a shout out as the super fan of the week and just to let me know how things have been going and how much you've enjoyed this podcast so far. Make sure to head over to the podcast Facebook group to connect with me and help decide future episode topics. I would love to see you over there. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. I'm Travis Albritton, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.